You are now listening to the Boobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Ruby. Spicy on that one. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm sad. I ate before ate before I sat down to do this. I forgot. Wait, you're not telling me you don't have anything to eat, Jackson? I uh ooh uh uh uh. Here's a stick of gum. <laughs> here's a recola okay. that I can put in my mouth. We're about to kick you off the show. Fuck. Show. Oh. <laughs> show. What show? Oh, podcast. <laughs> Well, Who said podcast? Hold on. Who are all these people? <laughs> what are these microphones, lavaliers, and whatnots? Uh, what's this thing in front of my face? Hmm. Hmm. That's not the first time I've said that today. All right. <laughs> hey. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Foobies Podcast. Uh, my name is Quentin. I'm Tim. And I'm Jackson. And hey guys. Week, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple weeks since uh, we last recorded. Anything yep. new? Anything exciting happening? Good movies we've seen? Good food? Anything like that? Um, um, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, started reading um, uh, Gwenpool, uh, which is a, a series where Gwen Stacy becomes a Deadpool-esque character in like an wow. alternate universe. And it's it's actually kind of amusing. I like it. I was yeah. kind of into, uh, uh, what is it, Spider-Gwen for a brief time mm-hmm. when I was reading a lot of comics. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I haven't that read comics in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been doing any. It's summer. So, I've, like, I've been working and that's it. I did go up to Minneapolis. Cold ones? Cracking a few cold ones with the boys. I went up to Minneapolis last weekend. Um, or... That uh, Memorial Day weekend, and uh, that was pretty great. I um, the food I ate was very good. I went to my favorite taco place, the Rusty Taco, nice. Um, nice. in Minneapolis. It's a, it's a very good uh, like local franchise up there. It's delicious, and uh, on my way back, <clears throat> excuse me. I uh, I stopped at a Dairy Queen and got some fucking and got a chicken tender meal because I'm a trash monster. I love I love Dairy Queen chicken tenders. They're amazing. Yeah, man's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah. I uh, do you do Dairy? First of all, do the, do you guys have Dairy Queen in Los Angeles? I've never seen one. Okay. I I've seen one in Nevada. Yeah. Which is. So I feel like it's a very Minnesota thing. They're based in Minnesota, um, but they're also just Midwest in general. Um, and you, it's just, it's kind of like, do you guys have A&W out there? Yeah, but you got to go very far. Okay. So A&W is like a good Sonic, um, if you've ever had Sonic. And, okay. Uh <laughs> And Dairy Queen's food is much like an A&W. 
So it kind of mm. just kind of I, I would compare it to a good Sonic uh, yeah. Sonic Drive-in. It's See, I, the only time I've been I'm to A and W is uh, my friend uh, Chris Moran was taking us on to a uh, um, road trip to Big Bear. Perfect. <laughs> And before we headed up there, um, we stopped at an A&W, and mm-hmm. it was just a very strange place, a, a very strange and foreign like concept to me. I was yeah. like, what is this place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back from the trip, uh, Big Bear, I, I don't know if you remember this, Tim, uh, we stopped at a Long John Silver's. Yes, I do. And that was also my first time going to a Long John Silver's. Like, I had never been to... Or had heard of any of these places. I thought they all like died out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've never. Back I've in also the, uh, thing? the fast food wars, like from uh, <laughs> Demolition Man. Or Demolition whatever. Man, <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, when is Taco Bell <laughs> going to win out? Wars, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that's not the first um, time we brought up Demolition Man on the podcast. That was a, him, that's a great movie. We should watch Demolition Man. Um, I mean, yeah. The, so actually, the closest. Uh, A&W and Long John Silver's are in DeForest, which is about 15 minutes outside of Madison. Um, maybe 10. They have... Th- so the A&W and Long John Silver's are combined. What? Yeah. I have I never... Like there should be a, a low-rent Das Racist song about that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. no. uh, <laughs> I have never been to that A&W in particular. I've also never been to a Long John Silver's. Um, and I feel like that would be a pretty amazing trip <laughs> out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it would feel like an acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess uh, just keeping up with the Kardashians on my end. Uh, I got a new job. I'm working for a better TV show than I was last summer. Uh, no disrespect. No disrespect to, to the odd couple. It was a great experience, but working on a Netflix show now, uh, one day at a time. Definitely go check that out. I'm going to quickly plug that because uh, it's an actually good show. Who, who's I in that? It. I've, I've heard of it. Uh, Rita Moreno um, is kind of like the only name that kind of like people will know. The others mm-hmm. are kind of like uh, lesser known or kind of child actors, so I don't think you would know them. Okay. But yeah. Food uh, food for over there has been very hit or miss, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> there was one uh, thing that I just thought was like the best thing I've ever eaten in a long time, and it was uh, these roasted um, acorn squash. Oh. And it was charred perfectly that it almost had a crunch like a... Um, like a potato, like a like a French fry. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was shit. like coated in like a soy, a soy sort of like um, like Asian sauce. So mm. it had like saltiness and sweetness, Damn. but the sweetness came from like the you know, it was all natural from like the acorn squash. It was amazing. Nice. Whoa. I wish I I wish I took more. That's good. <laughs> I, I I love I love a good squash. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's some yeah, some good shit. Underrated, underrated in my opinion. Uh, yeah, underrated no. veg. Yeah. Um, uh, I had uh, some transcendent food too. Uh, you reminded me. There's this uh, a lot of really good Vietnamese food in New Orleans, and um, this place called Bocce over on Maple Street uh, has something called a baco. So it's like a bon mi taco, <gasps> and it's like made with like 
you know, like the bonmi bread instead of a shell. And interesting. Uh, and then this one was like very New Orleans. It was like fried catfish with like their house sauce on it and like shaved carrot. Oh huh. my god! Dear Lord, that sounds amazing. It, oh that... my god! I, I'm just gonna get that that from now on. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Uh, yeah, that that was my yeah. Jeez. Fuck. Guys, I think this is the most we've ever talked about food on this show. <laughs> we should give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But now we got to cut the, the food talk and shall we dive right into what movie we watched? Yeah. It was Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Yay. Yeah. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <laughs> Guys, this I've, I've seen this movie before. I mean, I've watched this movie before. But this is the first time I've really seen it, you know, <laughs> like, like appreciated this movie for. Oh really, my God, guys? This, yeah, like I love this movie now. I, I sorry. I loved it before, <laughs> and I still love it. Yeah, I uh, hate to echo that, but like, I was like super obsessed with this movie in middle school and uh, grade school, and I think Tim can attest to that because he was mm-hmm. around for that time. Yep. To see my obsession. We we both had vote for Pedro shirts. Indeed, indeed we did. And there nice. was even a day like at school where we had like a theme week, and I think one of the weeks was like dress up like your hero, and I dressed up like Napoleon Dynamite. I had a I yes, had an you Afro did. wig, a vote for Pedro shirt. I wore some like kind of baggy jeans and some moon boots. I kid you not. Fuck yeah. It. Quentin was a lot cooler. Like no joke, <laughs> he just did cooler shit than I did. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just really into that movie. I I have, uh, unfortunately, we're not doing uh, like video chat amongst us, but I have like this little Napoleon Dynamite like kind of statue. Mm-hmm. If you hit the button, it'll say quotes. Uh, Should have put in new batteries for the show. I, I didn't, so you just have to believe me, listeners. Yep. Rest in peace. Yeah, right now I'll sound like skills. <laughs> I actually have a like a Simpsons TV remote that's also like that. It oh, sounds yeah. like demonic because the batteries have been like <laughs> in there since like 2002, maybe. <laughs> but it still works. Oh, it's, it's a it's a bloody miracle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, let's All get right. into this. So let's do it, guys. The, it hit me hard. The nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. same. It really did. I feel that. Yeah. And I, like, I think we should the credits, yeah. man. Like yeah. the opening credits. The intro just, sequence is, like, so Wait, this is so fucking good. Creative. Like. Yeah, we should we should say this is definitely a food movie, and I'll fight who anybody uh, anybody who says it isn't. I mean, the credits are all um, told through food. Yep. like very like kind of crappy looking like American food. I think <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, white pe- white people food. Mm-hmm. Like American people, cheese. Yeah, white people, or if you've ever had like uh, public school lunch, oh, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll understand what we mean. Yep. If you've ever hung out with Mormons from Idaho, which is what this movie is about, <laughs> that uh, that's what the food is like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we actually, uh, Tim and I have a connection to um, Mormons who, uh, in real life, that were that knew the actor that played Kip. I don't know if you remember this, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit! Wow. Yeah. One of our classmates. Yeah, one of our classmates. Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll, we'll not say the name. We had to bleep out a, a name on our last podcast. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we had a friend that <laughs> went to the same, uh, what is it, Mormon temple, church? Temple. Uh, yeah. yeah. Temple. Went to the same Mormon temple as Kip from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she liked to brag nice. about that. <laughs> yeah. And also about her religion. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like that Christianity stuff? Well, uh, ours is a little bit bitter. <laughs> <laughs> ours is bitter. And Jesus yeah. came to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, Mormons are weird. I have never met a mean Mormon. They're always very nice. I love love a Mormon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before uh, we get uh, roasted by the Church of uh, Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Yeah. Plot. <laughs> plot. What is this movie's plot, guys? Uh, this this movie is. Um, kind of doesn't really have a, a plot. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it does. It's like a but, series of vignettes, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, uh, like, a fun fact I saw in the credits um, that there was a storyboard artist. So, like, I could totally see, like, yeah, this movie was storyboarded. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like the... I remember an old trailer back in when this movie was coming out. Uh, where it described uh, this as like a new kind of hero, and but like I didn't I didn't really get that when I was a kid. Like this is not a hero's. I I didn't really you know know what the theory of the hero's journey was, but I kind of like can feel it. Like this is not like a normal movie. Oh, yeah. um, but now I, I, there is a, an arc where where there's a definite low point and then a definite high point, like climax at the end, mm-hmm. and then yeah. then after credits trailer uh, after credit scene that. I had never seen before. <gasps> that was your first time? Yes. Oh, it, it my blew God. my Tim. mind. It, it, like, changed the movie, actually, for me. Oh. Yeah. I, this movie came out, what, in 2003, I believe? 2004. 2004, 2004 yeah. Yeah, but I didn't see this movie until, I want to say, like, 2005 or six. I actually saw this for the first time at a midnight screening at the Rialto Theater in South Pasadena. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, that's the same movie theater that they have in La La Land, actually. <laughs> Oh, I cool. think I want to date. Uh, it's it's a trashy theater. Like it's not as good as it looks in the mo- in the movie. But I saw that movie and I did not know what to expect. It was like midnight, and I was tired. And my God, I love that movie. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that movie has changed my life, dude. It's like I feel. I kind of feel the same way. Like it at this point, it is. It's so ingrained in our culture and like just shit like like quesadilla and fucking um like a whole like the punchline of coccyx Mm -hmm. i feel like came from this movie um yeah i mean this movie is still like relevant even with memes guys like this is a meme movie this is a fucking movie I was taking Indeed. mental snapshots. I have written down in my notes. I want to take stills from this and hang it on my wall. Just uh-huh. yeah. so many of these like creative shots. It, oh, yeah. It's like um it's like fucked up sad Wes Anderson. That's it exactly is, what I was yes. thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like what if Wes Anderson was less cute and more awkward? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh Jared Hess is the director, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Nacho okay. Libre. Oh, another uh, which great is, movie. Well, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we got that on the future. We got that. We got that lined up, folks. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, it's coming up. <laughs> and uh, oh shit, he also did Gentleman Broncos. Uh, yeah, Gentleman Broncos in a recent movie um, that I'm forgetting the name that no one saw. Um, yeah, I think yeah, but, like in terms. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Uh, yeah, for, I I was gonna bring up a, a big point. Or you know. I was just I was just gonna quickly bring up like the memes that this movie has like spawned and like are still relevant today like yeah um, you know the Kip like oh it's, things are getting pretty serious you know mm-hmm. that is still like a relevant meme that's used a lot today um, the Uncle Rico is used a lot in like football memes for sure like whenever <laughs> I, I for a brief time I was like following an NFL like meme page it's garbage it's like so terrible oh god don't, NFL don't NFL memes is like fucking conservative dickheads on crack. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, as soon as like as soon as Black Lives Matter became like a movement, like I, uh, <laughs> yep, it really started to show so its much true so much stuff. Kaepernick stuff that was not necessary. It's very bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they they posted a lot of like Uncle Rico memes and like you know people love that. Yeah, yeah, and your your mom goes to college. Yeah, your mom goes <laughs> yeah. to college. I fucking <laughs> forgot that was from this movie. Um. <laughs> There's so much shit in it that, like, that is just permeated, like, our, like, kids our age. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's I mean, pretty wasn't nuts. It, uh, like, wasn't it briefly featured in that movie, um, God, I'm, uh, Edge of Seventeen? Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, see I Edge of Seventeen. Okay, um, in, in a trailer that I saw, um, I'm sorry for all the folks that have loved that movie, and I have not seen that movie, but... There's, like, a scene where she's, like, looking at a scene from Napoleon Dynamite, and she dresses up like Pedro the next day. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I, I feel like we've, we've just kind of rambled on about, like, what we love about this movie. <laughs> yeah. We normally it's go through very the plot. Easy. Yeah. Um, but. I feel like most people have seen it, but... Um, fucking... Okay, so, Quentin, your roommate, Ani, has not seen this film. <gasps> Our Black former <laughs> former guest host Ani uh, has not seen this film, so okay, huge... we're gonna go back and remove his episode from the catalog <laughs> until he Let's sees just... it. Then we'll put it back on. So. We'll just like edit out all of his dialogue, um, <laughs> and then maybe we can like foley it in with like another person. <laughs> <laughs> we just foley it <laughs> with just a melon, just making yeah. noises with a melon. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, so I, so I can I do plot if, if you guys want. Yeah, go for it, Jackson. All right, so opens up uh, with this beautiful credit sequence using a bunch of food and Napoleon's drawings that are like like shitty kids' drawings. Um, and uh, it starts out he's running to catch up with the bus, and he gets on the bus and he sits down and uh, and he throws a fucking action figure out. <laughs> Uh, out the window and has it connected to a string and just kind of watches it bounce behind the bus. Um, I also want to note that Napoleon is dressed like a kid who just came out of 1986 uh, (laughs) and like a shitty nerdy kid who just came out of 1986. Even though this film is set in present day, uh, his entire family and this whole town is kind of backwards a little bit um it's supposed to be like 2004 yeah it's it's set it's set in 2004 
wow. Yeah. I did not. I thought it was like the late 90s or something. No, no, no. This is, this is small town Idaho. Like, um, if so, just for context, like uh, my, my parents grew up in small town Wisconsin in the fucking 70s and 80s. Uh, they didn't get disco like they didn't get like disco fashion until the like the late or the late seventies and like into the eighties. So shit, Jeez, okay. Like small towns take a long time for stuff to get there. Um, I also think that the probably the income like the uh, the demographics of this town and just kind of the look of it are kind of exaggerated for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But mm-hmm. and Napoleon in general is just kind of a nerd, uh, and probably had a bunch of shit handed down from his brother. But um, yeah, it's shit's kind of backwards in small towns. Yeah, and but like going back to the plot, it, oh, yeah. it's just kind of like a lot of these uh, sort of like scene like vignettes of like what Napoleon's life is like. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we had to like kind of sum up the plot in like kind of one sentence, it's basically uh, Napoleon wants to help get his friend Pedro elected class president. Yep, and that's kind of it. Yeah, pretty much. And, and yet it's so brilliantly like simple and it works. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's not a long movie. It's like a really good like kind of hour and a half. Like, mm-hmm. Pacing is pretty excellent. The jokes are well t- spaced out. Yeah. I, God, I, we're, we're just keep going back to like. I think it's. In this movie I'm past. having a hard time talking about the plot because it's so like because each scene stands on its own and they don't really like they mesh together chronologically, but they don't like. They're not. In, it's not necessarily important that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it they're just kind of like so in that first scene where he gets on the bus, a younger kid asks like Napoleon, "Hey Napoleon, what are you gonna do today?" And I feel like that is literally just what this movie is, is just like days of Napoleon's life. Mm-hmm. Um, like he goes to school, he meets Pedro cause he's, uh, he like ran out of class because a kid was being a dick. Um, and like it's, or not, no, that, that happens later. Um, but like he, he just like meets people and makes friends with them and makes mistakes. And then, shit happens like i i don't know i <laughs> maybe i'm not the best yeah. to do the plot uh, well also i think there's an element like the subplot is his rivalry with rico yes or maybe it's not a, even a rivalry it's just like an antagonism yeah his shitty um, so okay i guess we can mention this uh his his uh grandma he so he and his brother kip live with his grandma who's 32 yeah kip is 32 uh and napoleon is maybe a like uh junior senior in high school probably mm-hmm. um and napoleon's grandma tells them that she's gonna go for a couple of days she's gonna be gone for a couple of days uh she's gonna go hang out with her with her girlfriend and uh it turns out that she's hanging out on the dunes with her boyfriend and uh breaks her I don't think... Oh, yeah, breaks her coccyx, um, which your coccyx is your... Uh, wait, where is your... It's your tailbone. Yeah, it's your tailbone. Um, and, and also Rico doesn't say it right. Yeah, he, he says, says coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, and their uncle Rico comes to take care of Napoleon and his 32-year-old brother. 
Um, it's so fucking but like yeah. Uncle Rico just kind of lives out like out in like uh, it looks like Montana or like somewhere out in Idaho. Yeah, it's it's uh, in the mountains, field. in the Rockies, <laughs> out, out in the Rockies somewhere. He just you know lives in a is? field it's... with with a stationary camera and just throws like footballs for uh, like a highlight reel. Yeah, he's he's he, got a camper he's van. In, uh, the underworld guys. You didn't get this? <laughs> he's in like the Grecian underworld. Oh, the Elysian like, fields. Yeah, like just purgatory fields. <laughs> That's where he is, guys. <laughs> Man, yeah, That's he's stuck. He's like. stuck in 1982. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's living it up in '82. Yeah. So basically, Uncle Rico was a uh, high school football star. Who? Well, um, I don't know if he was ever a star. I don't know if he was a star. I, after watching this, like I questioned that. Yeah. He has a line where he says, "If Coach would have put me in the fourth quarter." Yeah. Which makes me think, like, oh, he just sat on the bench the whole time. Yeah, and so he's he's like a wannabe jock. Like, he's not even, like, a first-string athlete. Uh, and he's obsessed with, like, he's still, like, 20 years later putting together a shitty highlight reel uh, and trying to get picked up by a team, I guess. I don't even know. <laughs> um so just to buy a time machine to yeah. go back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, he does buy a time machine at some point. Uh, we won't tell you like the payoff for that joke. Um, because uh, yeah, you just got to see it for yourself. It's great. So I do want to point out some things that I noticed about this movie. Um, and like, so 2004 is pretty early, but I feel like this might have been the beginning of like the 80s, um, like the 80s revival of the 2000s. Um, I could see that because the music and the way Napoleon dresses and all the references in the film are very much akin to like what we see later with like hot rod, um, which came out in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and hot rod mm-hmm. is a very eighties style, um, like adventure comedy. Uh, and I just feel like that this was the first movie that capitalized on people's nostalgia for the 1980s, um, mm-hmm. even though it's not really set then. Um, yeah, that's a astute observation. Yeah, and I also want to point out that um, so Tina, the llama, is like... <laughs> do you, Okay, did you guys have like... Did you guys have people that were like very into llamas um, as kids? Like, they were like, oh shit, my favorite animals llama like it's so random and cool yeah they had the llama game it was like a patty cake kind of hand yeah. game slide like big llama happy llama something llama little llama and like sad llama fucking uh f- uh what is it the uh, f- uh shit what's that dumb uh oh never mind that's a unicorn i was thinking of charlie the unicorn, charlie the unicorn. anyway um <laughs> but i feel like this was the beginning of like the llama as a like meme animal um where like and um carl weezer on uh on jimmy neutron yeah 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 and that's about the same as well emperor's new groove though that's early that was was, emperor's new groove was earlier but that yeah that's like 99 or something i don't know i don't know if that was but yeah the the llama kind of stuck out to me as well um Mm -hmm. anyway you mentioned uh, the, the music jackson and yeah. for me, uh, the music holds like a special place for me uh, because I used to have this. This was like one of my early CDs that I owned. 
and I had the whole soundtrack on like my little crappy like MP3 player, nice. circa 2005, like a little Sony, uh, like Next Evolution in the Walkman, mm-hmm. and like I just knew all of the music to this movie, and I think the music is like excellent. Uh, one song in particular. Uh, Solamente Una Vez, yes. which is played uh, when Pedro is like delivering a cake. Mm. Uh, that that is like that song will bring a tear to my eye. I love it. It's so very much. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it begins with uh, I mean, over the credits, Jack White. Mm-hmm. Something tells me we're going to be friends. Yep. Oh yeah, it's a white, good good ass white stripes song. I think. Uh, yeah, and and the use of original music as well. Um, just like the the little like. It, uh, it seems like it uses that um, concert hall uh, Mexican style music, like it, at least inspired with like the the little like BB synths and like fun bouncy mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of feel. And I, I really, really enjoy that. And it kind of makes it like this nice little quaint, um, quaint feeling film. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know what this this felt to me uh, like uh, totally like the same sensibility as like Adventure Time, yes, or even a little bit SpongeBob. Because mm, they still that. have those slapsticky jokes where Uncle Rico throws a steak at Fuck, Napoleon's it's head. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! Just like hey, I used to be able to throw. <laughs> a, uh, I used a to be able to skin quarter mile a pigskin a quarter mile. And then he sees Pedro and Napoleon coming up, and he just fucking chucks a steak. He takes a steak <laughs> off a of Kip's plate and just chucks a steak at him. It's beautiful. And, and Kip isn't even bothered. Yeah. In fact, he encourages Yeah, it. he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> God, it's beautiful. Um, that, that movie is full of that. Like, this movie is full of fun little jokes and slapstick moments like that that don't really... Like, when... Um, Napoleon first meets Pedro and they're like, Oh, I, and he like shows him his bike and they're like, Oh, I shit. I bet you could go off some sweet jumps with that. And Pedro does it really well. And then Napoleon has to do it. And then he just fucks up completely and smashes his nuts. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like there's so much of that in this movie. Uh, speaking of music, let's take uh, a music break real quick. Uh, we'll come right back. Fuck a 
J Lord, she make my gods angry. Didn't bring no shit to you. We not the ones need saving. We'll build a whole fucking fortress. Cancel your vacation. Cancel your reservation. You gave yourself a voice. You forced natives from home and called it reservations. Flip word American. A flag we pledged to was built on stolen land. Shit you made race to. White textbook education. You made erasure cool. So beige boy, pick a pencil. Let color ooze from pens. It's time to starve the evil. Make up our own trends. It's time to stand with. Not time to stand on. I'm so damn tired of these leeches who can carry on. some Jackson's Joofers. If you have a Jackson's Goofs uh, music submission, please submit it to the Foofy's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so this is, this is, I'm just going off Goofs on IMDb, like I always do. I, I find it interesting that they have to note that when Napoleon asks if there is something to eat, Grandma tells him to make himself a dang quesadilla. <laughs> However, this was intentional. <laughs> Are you fucking... Come on. Uh, that is ridiculous. Um, uh, you done goofed. You done goofed. Um, I will say... Uh, the, <laughs> the, there's some interesting factual errors in this movie. They are attending high school. However, the playground has an elementary school swing set and other children's equipment (laughs) that it could just be a really fucking small town and it's all just one school. (laughs) I like to believe that. Um, That makes more sense to me. Uh, So there's so much continuity errors that I'm not going to go through all of them, but there are like at least 25 continuity errors on IMDb. Um, this was like a real low budget film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can look this up actually. Um, but I believe like John, guys, just really quick. I just have to say, I want to fight that critic (laughs) (laughs) or I, I want John Favreau to go on his chef rant about how the critic is nothing, but you know, but judging and and that's it. And you know, it doesn't work. It's Um, molten. Yeah. Um, It's molten. This Uh, movie do that to that. That critic. So this movie was made for less than a million dollars. It was made for less than five hundred thousand dollars. It was made for four hundred thousand dollars. Whoa, that's in two thousand four. Even that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I think like John Heater was only paid like a thousand dollars for this movie. Yeah, something ridiculous. It made forty six million dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like paranormal activity. That's that's like that's better than paranormal activity. Honestly. Okay. Like 
That's crazy. I've got a question for you guys real quick. Yeah. Did you ever watch the animated show of Napoleon Dynamite that came out, like, years later? Fuck no. Oh, no. my God. It was so weird. I was going to make a, a shitty joke, like, when the show opened and said, Hey, guys, I accidentally watched the cartoon. <laughs> No, but but I actually forgot. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank God we'll you didn't actually post. say that, Tim. We'll fi- fi- fix that, All right, Mark. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, so I will. So there's a ton of like shitty crew mistakes as well. There's at least two booms visible. Um, <laughs> there's five instances of crew being in the shot. Um, there's. Are we sure these weren't intentional? Like, just world building? Maybe. Like Truman Show. Some, or <laughs> I doubt it. Um, so we closing up Jackson's goof corner? Uh, yeah. I, I will just say, yeah, because this movie is so, like, ridiculously low budget, I'm going to excuse almost all of it. Uh, and I do find it funny that in the goofs is a mistaken, uh, is a incorrectly regarded as goofs section about the quesadilla. <laughs> So, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, well, that was our closing the, the Jackson's Goose. Yay! Jackson's oh, Goose. also the um, the uh, when one of the when the girl that's running for president opposite Pedro, Summer Summer, is talking about her platform. Um, she asks, "Who wants to eat chimney changas?" Um, <laughs> which. That's bullshit. I want to eat a fucking chimichanga constantly. Chimichangas are delicious. Yes, they are. Uh, a fucking <laughs> deep fried burrito. Fuck yeah. I'm going to eat the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pedro deserves I to concur. win. I This didn't occur to me like till that, but like Summer and Dawn, uh, they're both kind of like weather kind of. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. They're like Hey, yeah. I don't know. Because her boyfriend is like the bully jock uh, Dawn who's always, like, beating up Napoleon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought about that when I saw it last time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick, I want to talk about, like, probably some of the worst food that has ever put on been put on film. Yo, yes, please. <laughs> I, I did want yes. to mention this, yeah. Yeah, this this was me, like, like this is me in hell, because uh, <laughs> Napoleon goes to work at, like, a chicken, like, coop farm. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> where he has to, like, wrangle up, like... 800 hens and chickens yeah. into, like, these cages. And afterwards, for lunch, they're served a platter of just egg and, like, white food products. What looks like egg salad sandwiches, hard-boiled eggs, and literal just scrambled raw eggs. <laughs> for, like, a drink. Yep. Guys, before, I, I didn't understand. Like, I couldn't comprehend what was in that jug, in that pitcher. <laughs> I thought I thought it was it was orange juice. I thought it was fucked then, up orange juice for the longest time. And yeah, cuz I just couldn't I couldn't process that that would possibly just be pure egg. I just couldn't I blocked it from from my memory. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> Also when Napoleon is um he's doing like he's in the what what looks like the FFA club, which I think is um something Farmers of America. Um, he's drinking milk and saying what's wrong with it. <laughs> and he's like, well, the first one is bleach. So he just <laughs> drank fucking milk bleach. and bleach. Um, correct. <laughs> yeah. And the second one is like yellow as fuck. 
and he's like, the cow got into a patch of, got into an onion patch. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, fucking shit. It's so fucking gross. They're like, correct. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when, uh, when Napoleon first calls Kip to get out of school, um, because his lips are chapped, mm. uh, he Kip is on the phone shaving a giant block of cheddar cheese onto a huge pile of tortilla chips. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, the quesadilla, obviously, the shitty casserole that they give to Tina. Tots, guys. Tots. The f- okay. I wanted to talk about the tots. Did you guys have you any specific thing? I, was I, I, have, so f- I have my own story, but go for it. I was so fucking grossed out by these tots. Like, as an adult, the idea of a pocket full of tater tots is disgusting. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, hot, uh, like, lunchroom tater tots are, first of all, horrifying to me. But secondly, like, the idea of them being in a sweatpants pocket is just (laughs) nauseating. It's fucking horrible. I hate it. Okay, Jackson, cover your ears then for this story. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like I said, this movie like really influenced me as a kid to the point where I would actually do that. No, uh, if we served tater tots at school. Quint. <laughs> but here's the thing: like Napoleon's method kind of makes a little more sense because he has a little like exterior pocket that has a little bit of like you know room. Yeah. For the tots to kind of rest. Mm-hmm. See, I was just stuffing these in jeans. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quentin. So there was no, there was nothing <laughs> to protect. Oh, no. There is nothing to protect the tots, so they would often get like crushed, or I would like you know pull it out of my pocket, and you know maybe there would be a little piece of a linoleum or lint on it, you know. Yeah, you know I mean? It turns into a latke. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shit, Quentin. That's fucking gross. Oh uh, yeah. Ugh. Man. So I, w- <laughs> I, w- I, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to say shout out to Vincent who does things like this, um, <laughs> who accidentally sleeps on muffins he puts in his pocket. Uh, love you, Vincent. Love you, Vincent. You're my, you're my favorite We're going to have boy. you on the podcast next, next, when I'm back, you know, or yeah. possibly during the um, semester. Oh, uh, just going to tease real quick, a little side, uh, Quinn and I are, or Quinn, Vincent and I are working on a little comics podcast. So, Look out for that in the future. Check it out. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Tots? We yeah. were talking about food. Yeah. Food in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This definitely, like, this didn't impact me as much as Quentin, but I definitely, it increased my intake of tots for sure. Like, <laughs> on a graph, this would be my, like, a, you know, upward slope, definitely in that, in that area when this oh. movie came out. Oh, I do love a good tot. Um, I just won't put them in my pockets. Um, <laughs> I didn't no, say like I still linty. do it. <laughs> like a linty tot is like when I go to bed and like my bare feet are kind of dirty or they have like, you know, part of a dust bunny on them. No, please like... stop. Please, Tim. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> no, that's my personal hell. Like I will wash my feet before I go to bed tonight. I okay. will. <laughs> because, um, the, yeah, I can't do it. That's what the tot reminds me of. <laughs> Pocket tot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I guess we should go through a little bit more of the plot. Um, So there's a dance also, guys. Yep. Um, 
guys, I thought, yeah, uh, this is the, the whole dance arc, I think, is like the, the, the nadir of like Napoleon's journey in this film. This is like his lowest point, but it's also like when he like finds his strength and friendship afterward. And that's like the start, the beginning of his like upward uh, trend towards apotheosis. <laughs> as that, was, that was very <laughs> profound, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, goddamn scholar over here. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm about to write a critical essay on this. <laughs> I, I would do the same. It's dude. so. This, this movie is great. It's just. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, I, real quick, I watched this movie with my uh, 13 year old sister who had probably seen this when she was like five or so, so she didn't really remember it. And my god, she also loved this movie as much as I did. Like, oh my god, so it, it works with all generations, guys. Nice, like, ooh. very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a dance. Uh, Napoleon's kind of disappointed, uh, clearly disappointed because Pedro is going out with Deb, um, his kind of uh, friend and also crush. Um, and so Napoleon is kind of trying to one up him. Like he's he's a compulsive liar and he likes to one up people. Um, so he. <laughs> He draws a picture of this girl Trisha, uh, and it's really fucked up. Um, <laughs> but Uncle Rico is also she looks like, like Sid the sloth is sleeping <laughs> with Trisha's mom. Um, yeah, I did not get that, guys, until this viewing. I'm like, yeah. I wrote in my notes, like, is he sleeping with all these women? Yes, 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 he is. Um, <laughs> and so he's sleeping with Trisha's mom, and he's talking about how awkward and uh, how how much Napoleon gets bullied. And basically, Trisha's mom pressures Trisha into going to the dance with Napoleon. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, sadness ensues when they get to the dance. And it's, oh, well, first of all, Napoleon has to get taken to the dance by Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico gets sidetracked by fucking one of these women. Um, <laughs> so Napoleon <laughs> goes to run to pick up Trisha and gets picked up by Pedro's cousins in their lowrider. Um, which is beautiful. And they're these oh two fucking God, cholos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's just incredible. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite scenes, I don't want to give it away to like the people that haven't seen it, but the other scene with Pedro's oh, cousins, it's so good. I oh think God. it's like one of my favorite parts of this movie. So good. And if you haven't seen this movie, like I, just pause the podcast, just go and watch it and then come back. Yeah. It's worth it guys. Um, Trust us. Yeah. So they get to the dance. Trisha ditches, Napoleon, he gets sad. Uh, uh, Pedro then offers for uh, Napoleon to dance with Deb, and they do, and they kind of bond a little bit. And Napoleon learns that Deb and Pedro aren't dating, and he gets uh, and he gets kind of excited. Uh, Guys, we should also mention that Uncle Rico is a traveling Tupperware salesman. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, he's a, he's a Ponzi scheme. Uh, kind of guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's selling Tupperware. He's also um, pushing uh, supplements that uh, breast enlargement Herbal supplements, supplements. <laughs> um, yeah. which uh, basically uh, he encourages Deb to take and pins it on Napoleon, and it makes Napoleon really pissed off, and it makes Deb sad, and etc. And they finally get to the end of the movie where the two candidates for president are going to make their speeches. And surprise, they also have to do what they call a skit, which seemed very, uh, which was very funny to me that they called it a skit. I don't know if that was also funny to you guys. 
Um, yeah, I thought about it. I was like, that wasn't really a skit. It was just more of two musical performances. Yeah, I. if you are... I don't know. When I literally... it's It just seems like a kind of misinformed uh, thing of what people call a skit. Um, mm-hmm. That we did that in fucking middle school where, like, we sang a song and we called it a skit. Um, and, uh, yeah. So Pedro does not have a skit planned... And we get the most iconic scene from this movie, which is Napoleon dancing on stage to the tape that Kip's internet girlfriend gave to him. La Fonda. Um, La Fonda, mm-hmm. yep. And, I love uh, La Fonda in this movie. <laughs> he does. Uh, it's fucking amazing, and it basically wins Pedro the election. And... Uh, all it's happily ever after and uh deb and napoleon date and uh mm. everyone's happy yeah ends with them playing a tether game ball. of uh, tetherball okay yeah. so Very after cool. this fucking movie came out there was a huge influx of tetherball at my elementary school that is not <laughs> a joke this film caused tetherball to be a thing at my school um, wow. There was a tetherball tournament in the fourth grade. It was fucking wow. crazy. Well, uh, it got so always, heated. I, I think it was already a thing before this came out, right, Quentin? At our school. Uh, I feel like we didn't. We had like really crappy ones, but like once this after this movie came out, like they decided to repair them. There you think go. about like yeah. think about your like I don't know. I, I was eight years old. I remember specifically, like, the people that were in that tournament and were doing it. Like, this was, like, third, fourth grade. Like, I remember it got so fucking heated that there was a fight. Um, it was great. It was fun. <laughs> Tetherball. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> I feel like uh, I think we've gone through the plot. Is there anything else, we, any other points you want to bring up, maybe, Tim? Um, yeah, just noting the, I have, guys, I have pages of notes. Um, <laughs> just no, the dance is definitely Napoleon's like high point. That's like him at his mm-hmm. purest moment. Um, yeah. and then, uh, I, I like the imagery of Rico is banished. I know he's, um, tries to flirt with Darla, who is Rex from Rex Bondo Dojo. Uh, <laughs> he's like the local, like, uh, he's like, um, the, you know, brother, that that guy, the wrestler. Local. Hulk Hogan? Yeah, he, he's Hulk, the local Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Sorry. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's local the local Hulk meathead uh, wannabe, like, uh, sensei. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, he does, it seems like, break uh, Rico's arm for hitting yep. his wife. He's like, get over yeah. here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then so um, Rico is back in the field. And that I thought that scene was very sweet, like kind of Rico... Is uh, gets a second chance. Maybe you won't fuck it up. Although, um, guys, I was screaming when like it was him with Deb alone together. Oh my god, it's fucking I was, awful. I, I, I hate it. I didn't process it the same way when I was like an eight year old. So gross. But oh my god, I was like, get out, <laughs> Deb, run. Uh, but then yeah. they had the little. It's just herbal supplements. Uh, um. Yeah, that was gross. Um, I will also mention that Rex is played by Diedrich Bader, who is the douchebag from uh, Office Space. Um, 
and he's in a bunch of other shit. Like he always plays a meathead. Like he's a much funnier f- version of Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, I fucking fuck you, Brad Garrett. Calling you out right now <laughs> on this podcast. Wow. Fuck you. Fucking hate you. Um, yeah, coming in there hot, Jackson. <laughs> sorry, I hate I hate Brad Garrett. Um. Um, Wait, you're not a fan a of that sitcom things. he had on Fox back in the day? What was that one he was he had by himself? I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. Uh, Fuck Brad Garrett. Wasn't it called The Adventures of Raymond's Brother? <laughs> 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 Might as well have been called that. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> real quick, I want to highlight um, LaFonda. And uh, so, like Jackson mentioned, uh, Kip is dating, like, this internet girl. And we don't know if she's real. But, yeah. Uh, one day, Jack or uh, Kip goes to the hey bus depot. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, he goes to the bus depot, and coming in from Detroit is Lafonda, um, and she starts influencing Kip to be more kind of like. Um, so Lafonda is 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 tall, beautiful is this tall, beautiful black woman uh, who does not look like would ever get with Kip. Basically, is the yeah. joke. Um, yeah. And yeah, Kip yeah, starts, and starts dressing like yeah. 50 Cent. Exactly. <laughs> well, Kip, Kip says to Rico in an earlier scene, she has like sand colored hair. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, so d- had he seen her at all at that point? No. He's like, I'm getting really Tito'd. And like, I had to explain this to my sister. <laughs> it's like, because he's ticked off. <laughs> Yeah, he's ticked up. Like, T.O. So is T.O.'d such a... that, that she hasn't sent me a full body picture. Yeah. Probably the strongest oh, language they use in this film is crap. Yeah. And, and maybe T.O.'d. But, yeah, this know, this film has a very Mormon sensibility. Um, I could totally imagine this, like, animated, like, not in the animation style they chose, but, like, Adventure Time, maybe with, like, different character designs, but, like, yeah. the same, like, stories. Was the show totally. okay? I gotta, I gotta actually look up the show. Um, was the show animated kind of like? Um, do you guys remember that show, like My Friend Robot or whatever? Um, My uh, Teenage Robot Life. I vaguely remember um, that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what, no, what was it called? I think it, my, the not Life my, of a Teenage my, my, Robot. <laughs> no, not My Life as a Teenage Robot. Um, Are you thinking of? Uh, Forbidden Planet. Shit, I know what, what show it? you're talking about. Um, uh, whatever like happened to Robot guy. Jones? Whatever happened? It's called Whatever Happened to Robot, Robot Jones. Jones. It oh, ran for I two not, years. I do not remember that show very well. It's weird as hell. I feel like uh, the animated version of Napoleon Dynamite should have looked like this. Um, ah. Yeah, but, I can see that. Because it's kind of gross... And it kind of looks like, uh, it kind of looks like the Garfield show a little bit, which is a weird <laughs> thing to say. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, I have a few more things to bring up. Uh, Lyle shooting the cow is just, uh, f- just a great gag. First of all, because like, he's ready to shoot this cow, and then a bus comes, like, rolls in front Full of it. Children. You don't actually see it. And the, but the children do, and they're just <laughs> screaming, and it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's that's an amazing moment, and it is very like that happens in a small town. Like you go out to a field and you shoot a cow, and then you hand out the meat to 
to family members, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is a thing that my, my family did, does uh, to a certain extent still. Um, uh, I also want to point out uh, Napoleon brings out ham for Tina, (laughs) which does not seem great. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the line, my friends and clients call me Uncle Rico. After Deb Deb calls Rico Mr. Rico, he corrects her and insists that she call him Uncle Rico, which is so fucking gross and incredible. I love it. Um, Uh... Yeah, this movie is very funny, and I enjoy it a lot. I, I wrote down, this film is art in my notes, and I believe that, <laughs> truly. I think I notice it the most when we look at the lockers. Like, the colors of the lockers are just so beautiful. They just mm-hmm. pop uh, very bold, like, kind of primary color- colors. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I really would love to see this movie on film, uh... Sorry to turn into a real like uh, hashtag cinephile, but <laughs> was this? Sh- was, I have a question. Was this shot on film? It looks I like hope it. it is. <laughs> I hope yeah, it really does. I, look I like noticed it. in the scene when Napoleon gets his sick ass brown suit for the dance, uh, and he's like you know walking down the street uh, towards the camera. Like I like there was one of those like imperfections like flashed on screen for a sec, like mm, you know like yeah. the black sort of like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, is yeah, because kind of seems like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, another layer to like vintage, you know, thrift shop kind of thing. Vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel oh, like we're oh, running out of steam, or do we got more stuff? Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie that I didn't really pick up till this time is when, uh, uh, like, um, Napoleon says he's going to call the, the cops if uh, Rico doesn't <laughs> leave. But instead, he calls Pedro, and then afterward, he's like watching. Uncle Rico, like Norman Bates, like from the window. Yep. And then, and like it's it's totally closed. And then he's like watching Uncle Rico try to like throw footballs. And he, you hear the audio from like out as if you were outside the window. So it's just really yeah. muffled. Napoleon shouting as loud as you he can. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's so and only he good. Can hear. <laughs> every every Napoleon Rico like conflict scene is so fucking good. I love it. Uh, uh, like when when they <laughs> fight and he falls over the fence. Oh shit! Or when he throws it's like so an orange good. at his like windshield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. And then he and then he throws and hits Rico with one, but like Rico does that thing that like all the kids do, like when you're playing soccer and somebody's about to kick it really hard in front of you, like you jump around backwards. Yeah, you jump it, around like backwards and hold your you shake your hands in front of you. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> oh god, he's such a fucking. Uh, I love it. Um, we've we've gushed about this movie a lot. I think we should go to final final judgments. Is it it really like a? Is it really going to be like a surprise to them? What's that, Quinn? I mean, is it is it really going to surprise them what we think? No, no, it isn't. But we we should still go through our ratings. Oh God, I I don't have my notes. I actually was not very prepared for this episode. But all right, our rating system is as follows. Now, if this is, like, the best movie we've ever seen, like, this was crafted by the gods, we give that movie the rating of I'd Like to Speak with the Chef. And we've only given one movie that rating on this show. And what movie was that, fellas? That, that movie was Chef, yes. Yes, that's chef. right, gents. 
That's right. Uh, now, if it's a really good movie, like a pretty solid movie, we highly recommend. Uh, we give that. Uh, I, uh, I'll, I'll have, have what she's, she's having. having. Mm-hmm. And then below that, uh, if it's like a, you know, it's a decent movie, good, good not great. Not great. Yeah, the best way to put it. Uh, we give it three Yelp stars. Yeah, it's adequate. Mm-hmm. Now, if we don't think it's, it's kind of like, eh, it has its moments, but for the most part, it's not that great. Uh, we give that uh, ticket a go. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. catch this on BOD uh, or whatever. Um, and then our lowest rating that we can give a movie is... Uh, uh, check, 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 please. please. And we do not recommend that movie on the podcast. Uh, does not get the seal of approval that the Foobies gives. Um, so yeah, who's feeling like they want to go first, guys? Uh, I can take it. Um, now this is definitely the the almost well, I want to say best, but I have to say second best movie we've ever watched, <laughs> in my opinion, on this on this podcast. So this is the highest I'll have what she's having rating I've ever given in my life. Um, Ooh. And and I, I you know because I mean rightfully so I speak to the chef is reserved for a single film, um, but following that film I think is this film. Damn! Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Jackson, I'd have to wholly agree. Uh, I think this is the best movie that I've watched with you guys um, since I've been on the show. I uh, I enjoyed it the most out of everything we've seen. I legitimately love this movie i think it's great i think uh i'll have what she's having is supremely adequate rating for this film mm-hmm. damn right guys uh i've got to echo that guys uh we've been talking about it but like this movie meant so much to me as a kid uh and I, I, w- there's so much stuff other stuff we haven't even like dived uh, too much into that we could go on about but yeah this is this is like a one of my favorite films, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. It's been at least like six years since I've seen it. Move this movie, and uh, I still remember all the lines. And uh, after after talking about this movie for so long, I kind of wanted to watch it after this podcast or, or recording. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably There's do an, that. Afterwards. Is there an extended cut? Nope, but there is like a there... end credit scene that you need to watch, Jackson. What? There is an end credit scene. Uh, oh, okay. Like after the credits roll. Oh yeah. There's like no, I just five. Five more minutes of stuff. Yep, I've I've seen it. Oh, okay. I, I yep. for some reason I thought you said you didn't. Nope. I saw it for I the first have. time this time. Oh, okay. That's uh, I ha- I had to skip it this time because I I was running late for something. But uh, I um I have seen it before and it is wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. so with that, uh, let's go into plugs. Let's uh, take it back around the circle. Tim, what do you got to plug? Um. I would like, well, first, I, I just like to note this movie's kind of Tim and Eric-y, right? Would you say that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, not uh, quite as, like, grosser kind of. Yeah. But, like, not, the TV commercials, really that's what kind of, like, I would say is very Tim and Eric-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, okay, so, plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DimicTim. You can follow Foobies Podcast on Twitter at Foobies Podcast. And catch us on SoundCloud too at Foodies Podcast. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram at Jackson Rody. Uh, 
go to the Memorial Union Terrace uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Madison um, for the summer. We've got movies on Mondays at 9 p.m. and certain Sundays. Next week, Sunday, we've got Jaws at 9 p.m. Sunday. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, should be a ton of fun. Uh, let's see. Stay tuned for an upcoming newspaper comics podcast. Uh, with my friends Vincent and Kieran. So, um, nice. yeah. Get ready. Yeah, Look out for great. that. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about Heathcliff and Funky Winkerbean and all your favorite horrible newspaper comics. Family Circus. Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> uh, are we starting a podcast network? Are we, are we going to like join like like a, a network? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Slowly grow our, our network. Yeah. Watch out. I'm not gonna uh, your wolf. We're coming for you. <laughs> hey, uh WTF with Mark Marin. Uh watch out because uh we're WTF and you, man. Yeah. Chris Hardwick okay. is gonna is is gonna be defeated. Hey, Joe Rogan we're, Podcast. We're gonna call ours we're gonna call ours Geeker. Um, <laughs> Geeker. Yeah. Maybe like Geekist. Geekist. Yeah. Geekerist. Yeah, got it. It's, in it's three. a working title, guys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, my plugs real quick. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chino Latino Q. Uh, find me for all the best uh, mashup Rick, Rick and Morty shirts. Um, <laughs> oh God! Take them down, Quinn. All... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already took them down. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, check out One Day at a Time on Netflix. That's a good show. That's an actual legit plug. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm now on Letterboxd. Written, directed by, right? By you? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's <laughs> my new uh, thing. Uh, me and Norman Lear, we executive produced it. Um, but yeah. Nice. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I'm now on Letterboxd. You can follow me on my same handle on Twitter. I I don't know. I just post dumb reviews of movies I see. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about all I got to plug. Yeah. You yeah. can find this podcast on iTunes, too. Did, yeah. I don't know if you said that. Oh, we did not. We're on iTunes now. Check us out. We're like legit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, gents. Good episode. We should close Excellent. this one out. We should. Yeah. So what do we do? So to close out, we clink our glasses and we say "Provecho," which is like to your health. All right. So ready? One, two, two three. three. Provecho. Pro Cheers. And Turn. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y. <laughs> <laughs>